There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. So now it is time for this. Story Corner. From the Gruffalo to the Hunger Games and beyond. So on Story Corner, we are reviewing a stack of very different children's books for different age groups today um, that all tackle an, an important issue, but in a creative way. And we'll go, we're going to be talking about how books can help us cope in trying times, particularly if you are a child. And, and can it help tackle difficult subject matter or can it be too much too soon? Those are some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So here to review a stack of children's books, um, we have the wonderful Education and Children's Programme Advisor at the Emirates Literature Foundation. Yvette Judge. Good morning again. Yeah, former some, librarian. Yeah, for, former librarian. Always actually still a librarian at heart. Always a librarian at heart. <laughs> and we also have the wonderful Tamara Clark, who is technology columnist for Entrepreneur Middle East magazine and author of The Super Surfer, a children's book about internet safety. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Um, I think before we get started reviewing all of these other wonderful books that we've all read, we need to talk about your own book, The Super Surfer, because it ties in very much with this idea of helping children cope with with more grown-up subject matter. Why did you start writing the book and kind of how did you approach that theme of internet safety? I wrote the book based on my experience as a mom, fundamentally, and um, understanding firsthand how difficult it can be to tackle tough subjects with your kids. And internet safety is one of those things that we do need to talk about, but maybe we don't so much. So this was written for children, but also as a tool for parents. So something that they could talk about together. Yes. I know in my house, no matter how busy our days are, no matter how long the day is, the one thing that I try to make sure I do every day is read a bedtime story. So if you could double that with maybe getting something in, you know, a value, that can work out well for you. So that's why I put it in a book. <laughs> I think it's so, so needed and so necessary that that time, that wind down, wind down time at bedtime where you read a story and then children will often tell you things that have happened in the day yes. or, or, or thoughts surface before they're going to sleep. Um, and lying, you know, lying in the bed together and um, sort of listening to that. It's a time for them to, to, to tell you what's worrying them or to be, you know, excited about something that's happening tomorrow. So it's a really important time. And I can't say enough how important it is for parents to ditch everything technology and just pick up a book and read it with your child or children because it is a very special time for them. And I know Yvette would would agree absolutely it's probably <laughs> i know my children are a bit older now like 30 and 32 but if you ask me the one thing i still miss from when they were little it's actually that that quiet moment at bedtime and the stories we've shared and i was unpacking all my boxes in france recently and sobbing my way through all the book boxes because I, <laughs> I haven't been able to part with all the favorites and you're absolutely right um it, you know if you can combine the two things you've got something important that needs to be said if you can do that in the form of a story it's a double whammy and it's brilliant yeah. I think as well, you said that it's it's an opportunity for children to talk about what's worrying them, to tell to tell parents, you know, what's what's on their mind. And that's something that comes up in interviews with the author of the book that I want us to tackle next, which is My Monster and Me by Nadia Hussain. So Tamara, give us an idea of kind of the main story arc in My Monster and Me and what difficult subject matter she's tackling in this. The difficult subject matter that she's tackling is anxiety and how 
we can carry it. We can choose to carry it with us or we can choose to put it down. We can choose to make our anxiety big or we can decide to make our anxiety small. And um, she does a very good job uh, with it by telling a good story because that's what it's all about for children. Mm. You have to have that entertainment factor there by way of telling a really good story. I think that was my concern, and I want to know your thoughts on this as well, Yvette. When I picked up these books, knowing that they were kind of books about specific issues, one of my main concerns was, okay, are these just going to be kind of vehicles for an issue, or are they going to be good stories in their own right? And overall, and particularly My Monster and Me, do you feel that they are good stories? Absolutely. I mean, I would have no hesitation about picking any of these books up actually and funny I haven't had any hesitation and and reading them to children um, my monster and me I think is is superbly done it's they're great illustrations um, have you got the book there because yes, yeah so just go ahead and illustrator hold, hold that has up. slipped out of my mind who's the illustrator because we should give her a mention as well Ella Bailey Ella Bailey well done um, I really think you've 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 got it they are appealing so you've got a monster but he's still got a smiley face and it's just a really, really good, comforting story. It, you, it's not the sort of book that you'd only read to a child who has anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's just a really, really good book that you'd read to anybody. And, and it's not kind of a whole thing about anxiety either. It's presented in a way that it's a worry monster, isn't it? Yeah. So it, it kind of, it's universal. So whether you've it got is. like really severe anxiety or you, you're, you're a worrier, it's going to appeal to you. I found it quite comforting, yeah. actually. Yeah. All <laughs> children have worries. I was showing it to my sister, actually, and her, her granddaughter, who comes over as being supremely confident. Um, she said, can you get me a copy of that? Can you, can you maybe, maybe get it signed at some point in the future <laughs> if you ever come across the author? And I said, yes, of course, because I have no idea that, that her granddaughter does have terrific anxiety about all sorts of things. You know, it's, it's easy for us to, to not understand what children worrying about. Right. I had um, sort of anxiety as a child. This is, um, I don't think anyone else will share this because I'm of different age to you lot. Um, but it was you, you in England, if you, uh, I grew up in Cambridge, if you stepped on a, on a crack oh, in yeah. the pavement. The bears will get you. The bears will get you. And um, every time I stepped on a crack, I couldn't help myself. And, and then I'd be sort of petrified. And I had a very overactive imagination from all those children's books that I read um, and so I can remember my father speaking to the teacher well I learned afterwards I didn't know at the time and said you know Isabel has nightmares if she's told anything about ghosts there are girls at school are telling her about ghosts she has nightmares please you know could you so so the teacher in her wisdom decided to stand me at the front of the class I was five and tell all the children that Isabel has nightmares wow. and um, she's terrified of ghosts. So please don't tell her any ghost stories. Well, that didn't help, yeah. let me tell you. Sensitively handled by that teacher. <laughs> yes. So uh, tact, tact is another thing that we'll be discussing in this segment on the show yeah, about I mean, books that help is, children. Everyone has anxieties. People who meet me today might think I'm confident and I am confident and I, I do cope with life. And I've got over walking on cracks, you know, I mean, I have and ghosts. <laughs> But, um, you know, we're dealing with that every human being has imagination, has a mind. And so whilst they may seem confident, most people have got some anxiety about something or other in their lives. And and, uh, when you have books that deal with it, the most important thing for me is that you are not alone. Oh, there's someone else 
that has a worry. And it may not be the same worry, but other people have these worries. And therefore, we feel part of a tribe. Yeah. And that's important. To be alone is the worst thing. To Very. be the only person that has a big spot when you're a teenager or, you know, um, oh, your hair's not. Yes, except. <laughs> but it's a big thing. It is a big thing. And it's blown up out of proportion. But, but sympathy and tactful handling... And that sort of ability to be able, through books, to discuss it with your parents is so important. I, yeah, I, I think the other thing about a book like that um, is that it, it's, a, it's a great chance to, to share to share worries and that for children to see that, you know, at the end of the story, if I'm reading it on a one-to-one, I would say to whoever I was reading it to, is there anything you worry about? What, what do you think you're... And, mm. and also share what my worry monster would be because I think it's... It's very important for children to recognise that you, as an adult, have have worries too. Um, and you, you know, you don't have to go into the nitty gritty, and you can maybe make something light about it. But just, just that shared moment, I think. Yeah, right. um, this is Nadia talking about you know encouraging your children to to talk about what's worrying them. And I think this interview came out before she'd actually written the picture book, My Monster and Me. So it's quite interesting. She was having these thoughts you know, b- before she actually put pen to paper. One of the biggest things I learned have, living with panic disorder was that you need to talk about it. It's so important to talk. And I always encourage my children, I say, talk. It might be the smallest problem in the world, but you're not meant to have perspective because sure. you're children. So you talk, you tell me what's wrong. And I think that's what we don't do is we don't talk. I love what she said there. It might be the smallest problem in the world, but you don't have the perspective, you know, your exactly. children. Um and she clearly really passionately cares about this. And I think it comes through in, in the book as well. She's, there's an amazing um, documentary of her talking about her anxiety. If you ever get a chance to see oh, she's, it. Oh, my she's goodness. Most, she's one of the most honest, uh, modest people I have ever had the pleasure to meet. And um, she told us about uh, she, she'd had help with her panic attacks and she had to wear a rubber band. And every time she felt panic, she had to just ping it. And she was coming up to this very stressful um, uh, moment on um, she won Great British Bake Off and they were filming it and she pinged it and it broke. And she thought, what am I going to do? And they, no one, they, they're in a tent. No one had an elastic band. But she got through it. She did manage to find the strength to get through it. But I have ev- every sort of, I'm so proud that you have written a book to help children and to talk about this um, internet safety. Because children, <coughs> we protect them. You know, that's what we do. You know, families protect children. And um, so they become trusting. And we don't want them to live in sort of fear that, you know, on every street corner there are horrible people, etc. It's not a a nice way to grow up as a child. But at the same time, we have to give and let them understand that there are things that, that may be you know, not so good out there. And that is a difficult, very difficult thing to do. Very briefly, what age group is this picture book for, would you say? I would say three to seven. Three to seven. Thank you for texting in on 4001. So we've had The Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn. An unknown author, I Am Your Father is the title. Really such a heartwarming story of the author's experience of his wife's pregnancy, birth of his son and the baby his. It helped my husband, said Hamantha. 
Samantha said Samantha do we have any books that will help me actually get words out maybe Franklin in the Dark by Paulette Bourgeois and Brenda Clark and Finn says my favourite show thanks so much for texting in Finn every single week Um, Finn says I visited Auschwitz in May and I'm reading The Boy That Followed His Father into Auschwitz and it makes me realise just how incredibly lucky I am thank you for all your text messages because it's related to our discussion today about books that help us cope in difficult situations particularly growing up and we've spoken about My Monster and Me, the new picture book by um, Bake Off winner Nadia Hussain. And now we're moving on to a couple of books that are for an older age group. And I'd like to start with a book called Jemima Small versus the Universe by Tamsin Winter. So we're Can here. Can I just w- ask? Yeah. Um, are there different numbers of bones in a child's body and an adult body? That was, yeah, that's why I had to specify. Oh. Yeah, right. you're born with a different number of bones. Are you? Yeah. Gosh, you learn learn something, and then they, they fuse books. together as you grow. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm probably going to get lots of people who've actually studied this <laughs> and saying, and it's not yeah. exactly how it works. Yeah. But anyways, um, Tamara Clark is with us in the studio, and the wonderful Yvette Judgment. They're both talking about um, a couple of these books that help us through difficult times. So, Jemima Small versus the Universe. Can you take us through what it's about and whether you thought it was a good read? Okay, Jemima Small versus the Universe is a book about body image and navigating through the terrain of of issues that a young girl can have today from the beauty standard and how it's set in social media, how it's, you know, what we think of in terms of a model or having a good figure or a not so good figure. And um, it was definitely a good read. I found it to be realistic. There was obvious, uh, obviously a great deal of, of research done for the characters because if someone told me this was a biography as opposed to fiction, I would believe that Jemima Small exists. Oh, wow. That's what you want out of a book, isn't it? Mm, yeah. You yeah. want to believe in the character, yeah. don't you? And yeah. so, and I think, you know, body image for both girls and boys, actually, is, uh, is such a big issue because um, there are, there's so much on, we come back to the internet, um, that gives them a false impression of how we are as human beings. Right. And it's very focused on physicality and mm. not on us as a as real people yes. with a personality. Yeah. And and we were talking earlier briefly about tact with things like this. And I think body image in in literature and also on screen and things like that. Anytime you bring up body image it's, it's one of those things that you have to do with a lot of tact because it's already such a loaded subject and it's probably already in particularly growing girls and boys minds already so how can you how can you give children books that might be helpful to something that they're going through but in a tactful way and not you clearly need this i would give them variety it's always better when someone um whether it's a child or an adult makes the decision for themselves and i think Mm. reading and choosing what you read is such a personal choice so i would present the book of choice with several others and let them make the choice on their own as to when they'll read it or if they'll read it. That's the most tactful way I see of doing it. I think that the, the, other, um, the other side to this whole debate is that, that that's a book that, that every adolescent should read, every, every young person, if you like, because uh, even if you don't fit the, the, the Jemima Small's problems, mm-hmm. um, 
the key thing is that you are learning empathy right. by, by reading books like that. So you will maybe think slightly um, more positively about other people if you can see put yourself in their position by by reading that book i mean jemima small is utterly delightful isn't she yeah she's she a is. character you are rooting for her and you're with her every minute of the way and all the awful things that happen even if we haven't been through them ourselves mm-hmm. in exactly that form they're, they're still like oh yeah you know that's like when yes what, what's one what, of the awful things sorry what's one of the awful things that happened to her where you really felt oh gosh i've been there the camp for me <laughs> Okay, and for me, it was what happened after the camp where... So what's the camp? Someone, uh, uh, they had a grade-level camp. Mm-hmm. So just imagine a bunch of 12-year-olds at a campsite, mm-hmm. and they had to do a variety of sporting activities, and uh, mud was involved, cow excrement was involved. Oh, lovely. It was, you know, Having to wear clothing that you may feel your body is not entirely suited yeah. to. That's where I'm with her. Yeah. Um, all, all that, just like, oh. All of it. And then uh, she didn't have cell signal. She was on a campsite. But once she got home and she was connected, she realized that someone put a video of her on the internet. <gasps> And it wasn't her finest moment. It, it wasn't the video that she would have chosen to put online. And, of course, there were comments. And so that was that was a, a low point. Absolutely. Really and, low and, point. And, and you, you just love her. You actually want to get, you want to <laughs> give her a hug. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you want to hug the character. Um, and and it's, not, it's not an absolutely perfect ending, is it? So, you know. Which I also I appreciated like. that too. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. I'm reading it, thinking, oh, that you know, she's she's doing something. She's entering a competition. You don't know what's going to happen, but you're almost thinking, gosh, is is it too good to be true? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the way it actually works out, I just think it's absolutely perfect. Yes, it wasn't written from the perspective of, oh, you'll you'll have a problem, it'll get resolved perfectly, exactly. and life is a fairy yeah. tale. It's it, not. No, it <laughs> okay, leaves good. Yeah. it leaves the reader with something. Yeah, else to hold which on I think to. is really important. Yes. Now, the books that we've talked about so far, My Monster and Me by Nadia Hussain, Jemima Small versus The Universe by Tamsin Winter, they do tackle difficult subject matter, but one that's quite common in conversations like this are those children's books that taf- tackle things like loss, grief, you know, death. Um, and it got me thinking, you know, do these books sometimes raise questions that don't need to be raised? And as a parent particularly, like, how do you, how do you navigate when a book is appropriate or not yeah i mean i think that that's a a key point annabelle um and i i would always say that you as a parent you know your own child you know what's going to really upset them you know what maybe they're ready for children ask questions all the time i remember when my my mum died when charlotte was two three and for ages afterwards, you know how children know when they've got you as a captive audience? Normally in the car, when you're like <laughs> negotiating yes. some terrible road. And then, uh, Mum, yes. When your mum died, were you sad? She's like, I'm just actually driving over the M6 in Birmingham and I'm not really ready for this. Um, but, but they will just ask those questions. And I think it's, it's at, you know, points like that where, where you have to know that maybe there are books, you, stories you can share with them to get through. Loss of a pet. Again, I yeah. think a lot of children take that probably more pragmatically than, than we do as adults. 
in, yeah. in, in many ways. So I think it's easy to read too much in. And I think, you know, you, you have to know your own child. What can they cope with? What can they be ready for? Yeah. In my opinion, I don't really feel like any subject matter is off limits for kids. No. I think you just have to find the appropriate way to speak to them about it and, and know how much you can tackle. You know, you don't have to go into a lot of detail with a seven-year-old exactly. about a subject that you might with a 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah. But Good I point, don't think yeah. anything should be taboo. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's just, it's, it's getting it out there. It's again that, you know, the opportunity to have the discussion if, if it needs to happen. If it doesn't, yeah. then hey, it doesn't. I need to share a couple of text messages in from through text messages with you from our lovely listeners. So uh, books that have got you through difficult times, the characters and their relationships in Winnie the Pooh is a, is a oh. book that's been recommended underneath the wonderful stories. There's lots to help understand how people can be different, but equally special. We've had another lovely texter say, love your show. My favorite. Thank you very much. I'm more of a tragedy reader, but a great comedy I read was Graham Greene's Our Man in Havana. Ah, this is relating to our discussion earlier about comedy versus tragedy. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And lastly, Mitch Albom's Five People You Meet in Heaven Help Me Too, he goes on to say. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And I was just going to say Wonder by R.J. Palacio is an incredible book. That's a great example. Anyone to read, anyone to read, because um, it really does help you step back and think about yourself and think about your reactions and your responses to people around you. So it makes us, um, you know, think again about how we might ourselves be unkind to others and should we should we of course not but sometimes we need to be reminded of that and books are brilliant shirley hughes's picture books oh. all of those <laughs> dogger etc etc there are you know getting a new pair of wellington boots in one of them and things like that um, and how her, the little girl in the book uh, couldn't give up the old ones because they made a special splash in the puddle which was a big problem in in the book and so these sort of everyday occurrences um books they are there are so many good books where you share it with your child and they then will tell you something they are a great conversation opener all the time about what is maybe deep inside them and they can relate to it so please keep reading to your children please and I'm gonna, can I recommend one more book Annabelle I've gotten really quickly there didn't I'm not going to say no you. oh okay then um Catherine Rundell, who is a fantastic children's writer, there's a book called Why You Should Read Children's Books Even Though You Are So Old and Wise. Um, It's a a short read. It's not an expensive book. If you come across it, do pick it up and have a look at it. It's full of wonderful words of wisdom, wisdom to the wise. Okay, we have, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Yvette, because we've got about two minutes. (laughs) And I'd feel bad if we didn't mention at least the, the final book that I know that we've got in our bags to share with okay. listeners today because okay. it is a completely different subject. Now, I've been talking about books that help children cope, but this is more a book that helps children understand. understand. Can you yep. tell us a little bit about this one? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just check. I'm talking about the right book. Are we talking about Anjali Q. Ralph? We are. Excellent. Um, so we've got two books. We've got Start Outside My Window and we've got The Boy at the Back of the Class, both dealing with um, situations that children might come across. Now, the, the Boy at the Back of the Class, uh, we used that for the Chevron Readers' Cup um, this year mm. and every child who read it loved it. It's about a little boy who is in the classroom, there's been an empty seat, somebody fills it, um, and there's a sort of an air of mystery about him. He gets bullied a little bit. 
and it's a cracking good adventure story with a lot going on inside it as well. So the little boy is a refugee um, and it's told through the eyes of someone else in the class and it's explaining exactly what that means. What's happened to him? Where are his parents? Why doesn't he speak? And it's how the, some of the children in the class band together and have an amazing adventure. It's like, um, it's almost an Enid Blyton-esque adventure and that is in no way being derogatory about it because the children take on a mission, um, it's them against the world and ultimately they succeed. It's brilliant, I can't tell you. All the, all it's incredibly the moving It well. is moving. I, I am tearing up here. Just yeah. talking about it, I get the dishes. Um, I don't know anybody who's, who's read it without crying. Even the children were admitting it, the teachers, and you know their parents loved it. Her I'm welling up just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. Her second book, which has just come out, do the same, bulk buy tissues when you go. The star outside my window. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's a difficult topic. I'm not going to say too much about it because I don't want to actually put people off thinking, oh, my goodness, this is far too heavy for my children. Mm. But it's basically what when something goes horribly wrong in a family um, and, and there is domestic violence involved. Yeah. You know, how can the children come through that? And again, it's just a brilliant adventure story with this underlying wow moment subject matter. She's such a good writer, I can't tell you. She's an absolute fine. It is hard enough to write about those subject matter, that subject matter for in in adult books. Yes. And for that to work in a narrative. And then and then when you're writing for children and you manage yeah. to make that work yeah. that's just you know it's phenomenal it's something else and that the, the second one strikes on my window was inspired by something that happened within her family and and she felt wow. that it really it, it's a story that needed to be to be told that the subject matter needed to be addressed she's amazing absolutely amazing i think we've all got so many books and stories and things that we want to discuss on this and we've had so many messages come through that we we shall just pop in a bookmark on this conversation and return to it on another show on talking of books so tamara clark thank you so much for joining us on the show today we're just popping in a bookmark we'd love to have you back in the future um yvette i suppose you can come back when you're back in Dubai. Children's books are for everyone. That's what I'd like to say. I've had a huge opportunity, having had five children and I've got six grandchildren, to read lots and lots of children's books. And I get such joy from it and I learn so much from it. And I also, the one thing I've really picked up is children take in books very differently to how we do. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.